0: Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel the Series one by one. We will be free of spoilers from future episodes, but full spoilers for episodes we have previously discussed on the podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm coming to you from the new house of Harrison and John! Yes, I'm the aforementioned Harrison, um... And, uh, I am currently, uh, not on fire, which is a reference you listeners won't get immediately, (laughs) but Jason knows what I'm talking about. This girl is on fire. Uh, Jason, what episode are we watching today? We are watching Angel Season 3, Episode 7, Offspring, not to be confused with the awesome band The Offspring. Um... Famous for their songs such as "Pretty Fly for a White Guy." Um, this is the one where our girl Darla returns, yeah, full preggers. Oh, preg, and uh, decides to put a little, um, put a little uh, difficulty into the budding relationship between Cordelia and Angel. Yeah, that whole subtext that I've been. Referencing mm-hmm. is becoming text. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I feel like we can like actually say it mm-hmm. now. Um, Offspring was written by David Greenwald and directed by Turi Meyer and originally aired on November 5th, 2001, which... The 5th of November. Yeah, incidentally, is my wedding anniversary. And also... 15 the, years prior, but... And also the anniversary of the... Guy Fawkes Day. Yes, the day that he blew up uh, Parliament tried Tried. To blow up he Parliament. wanted to that's right V for Vendetta they actually blew <laughs> yeah. out Parliament it, it, yeah it took him a while but um, he, his his life's work finally came to fruition eventually mm-hmm. alright uh, new house band hit it we've hired the old band <gasps> <laughs> they, they come with the other house yeah <laughs> that's why it's called a house band actually <laughs> Jason. Harrison. What episode are we watching today? we already talked about that. Yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we did one week off, and I'm like, how does this you work? Wanna, you want to start this over <laughs> again? Literally, when I was putting the microphones up, I was like, which direction do they face? <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> um, I am drinking a Narragansett, because um, you are always so polite to offer me yours and John's beer and liqueur, and... I decided to go with a beer today. Nice. I have made myself the Harrison Kaufman special, uh, a.k.a. a gin and tonic, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very pleased. Hang on, i to got to get this on here. Crack it open. Ooh, yeah. I don't, like, so I don't normally drink beer out of cans, and if I do, I like pour it into a glass, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know... That that is a very satisfying sound. Yeah, it's an audio audio medium. We gotta we gotta add some sounds, or we can. Um, I'm curious to find out how how much of the sounds of uh, of traffic will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, we may be adjusting uh, as we figure this house out. But um, yeah, shall we have a toast? Uh, yeah. Um, here is to this new place of yours and Cheers. all of the delightful memories to come yes thank you cheers you've already got one cracker jack story yeah but... should I, I guess we should just go for it oh my gosh it's your story to tell oh my gosh wild uh so l- dear listeners beautiful listeners um intelligent sweet listeners. Sweet <laughs> listeners intelligent <laughs> listeners you know listeners of all shapes and sizes creeds credos um uh, yeah, a truck exploded next to our house yesterday, <laughs> um, and I, that is a little bit, um, hyper, hyperbolic, but not, not completely. Um, I mean, you look at, like, the space where that truck was, which is, like, very easy to tell where it was. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I, uh, yesterday, you know, we've been in the house for a week and a half. Um, we, you know, um... John yesterday I was at work about 4 30 he calls me and he's like um hey there's I'm on my way back from the grocery store but there's really bad traffic on our street um I think there might be a wreck somewhere just so you know when you're coming home and I was like cool good to know I was like let me um keep me informed about what's going on so I can plan my 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 drive home like 10 minutes later he calls me and he's like Harrison get home now uh there was a car fire right next to our house the um uh like part of the house like side of the house is burnt i was like holy shit so what so i like texted our landlord i'm like please call john like immediately like something's going on i don't know what um you know because john had like just gotten there he didn't really have a lot of information. And then I go to my boss. and I'm like, I got to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> um, and luckily my boss is a great guy. And he was like, yes, please let me know how everything turns out. If you need anything, blah, blah, So, um, so yeah, we, uh, I get, I'm driving home and I'm like the whole time. I'm just, I'm picturing just like the side of our house and like, charred. Um, I'm like, Oh my God, what are we going to, we just moved in here. Like, we're not even done moving out of the old house. <laughs> we were literally going, tr- like, that night we were planning on doing, basically, the, like, get the last of the stuff we have stored in the attic at our old house. Uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I get, I get here, I go up and I look, and luckily after, like, having a little more time to assess things, um, we have realized that the house, none of the flames actually made it to the house, the car was far enough away. Um, uh, the, yeah, the, the, no flames actually made it to the house, but the heat like melted off some of the vinyl siding um, and um, uh, cracked a window. <laughs> so um, there were, you know, there were fire trucks. Like um, my, I saw Jason earlier. I wasn't going to call my parents immediately because I didn't want them to like freak out. Then I remembered my parents volunteer with the fire department, and they have, like, a fire scanner in their house. I was like, shit. I gotta call them. Actually, And I was actually glad, because I talked to my stepdad, and he was like, make sure you get uh, the engine number of the truck that's there in case you need to contact them for any sort of paperwork or anything. And I was like, that's a good... I wouldn't have thought to do that, but... I wouldn't have either. So, um... So I mean, a lot of things can escape your mind when you're, when you're dealing with, like, the fact that, yeah, hey, something was on fire uh, right? in the vicinity of my house. Yeah, and we were taking pictures of, like, the truck itself, like, the house, the damage of that. We were taking those pictures because we were sending them to our landlord. Um, John had to like get the phone number and like name from the guy whose car it was this poor man who like who while he because it wasn't parked it was li- he was literally driving um, at least according to one of our neighbors who was ta- who saw it all happen he just like turned onto our street and s- flames came out of his truck like he just got out of ter- terrifying like I feel so bad for this poor man like that's so scary um just you know we didn't have any internet for a while like until like noon today um there's a charred fire hydrant because it was like happening right next to the fire hydrant um it was it was fucking wild um uh so that was how we spent our fat tuesday um <laughs> uh we ended up John had bought stuff for dinner that he's going to make tonight, but after all that, we were just—he was just like, "Let's just order burritos." Like, I can't cook tonight, and I was like, "No, absolutely not." Yeah. Um, we met our next door neighbors. They like came over to see what was going on, and they were like, "Oh, nice to we were, like, <laughs> nice to meet you all." <laughs> like, uh, they seem like nice guys. Um, so yeah, that's the first. First tangent of our new house. Like, what can I say? Like you guys moved in and started life here with a bang. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm just so grateful that it, you know, it wasn't t- it didn't happen like happen today where it was so windy today. Like, yeah, I think like today we actually might have potentially been dealing with significant damage if it had been today um, with the wind. So. Um, yeah, there's a big scorch mark in the street next to our house, and in our grass, and one of the trees. Like, um, so, yeah. I, I like, I called my, I called my mom. She didn't answer because apparently she was on the phone with like a potential new client. Um, so I called my stepdad, and when he answered, I was like, "So first off, everything's okay. Everyone's fine." And he was like. I love a story that starts that <laughs> way. Like, what happened? <laughs> and, um, and I told him, and, "Tony, like I was." And like I said, I'm actually glad I talked to him first because he did have some great practical advice for me. Um, but about, like ten minutes later, my mom called me. And she's like, are you okay? She starts the conversation, are you okay? And I was like, yes, mom, I just yeah, told that's Tony what, that. That's what moms do. Oh, I know, I know. And she literally, she went, I know, but I had to check. I was like, thank you, <laughs> thank you, mom, I love you very much. Um, so, yeah, I called my dad and, like, let him know. I sent him in, like, my family group chat, like, pictures of all of it. And they were like, what the fuck? Um, this morning my brother called me and he was like, yeah, mom and dad showed me those pictures. Like, that's a fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to do a... Sorry, I just remembered this. I want to do a secondary toast. Okay. Um, to uh, Jay August Richards who uh he and his boyfriend got engaged so fiance oh. now um congrats so... cheers we love you Jay august i, I mean who say. does who doesn't love a who doesn't love a man who can juggle like he does Ugh. like i discovered two kinks in this episode we'll just, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to <laughs> them but... well the first one comes up right away yeah. yes uh so so let's go ahead and start this episode summary um We do not start in L.A. In fact, we start in Rome in the year of our Lord, 1771. Nice little palindrome date. Yeah. Palindrome year there. And uh, Angelus has been uh, caught by these guys in robes and hoods. These are actually members of a secret order that um, was basically founded by this Monsignor that was excommunicated from the catholic church and uh they follow the old ways or at least that is what angel is told by the return of his nemesis holtz mm-hmm. and this is kind of our first significant time that we spend with holtz yeah um he did show up in the season three premiere yes very but briefly. it was very brief and uh he was of course like mentioned beforehand in season two uh but yeah Um, This is when we kind of, like, truly get, like, a good look at him and, you know, definitely find out about his motivation um, for Angel, like, towards Angel, which is, oh, you killed my family, I'ma make you hurt. Yes. Um, I do want to mention this just for anyone who's like, where are we in the timeline? Because that was me. I had to look it up. Uh, um, uh, This is about roughly 90 years before um, Angel, Sires, Angelus Sires, Drusilla um, that happened in 1860 so um, so I, I'm i always constantly whenever we have these flashbacks going especially if it's just Angel and Darla being like okay where do Drusilla and Spike tie into this and in this case the answer is they don't, yeah. they're not even born yet mm-hmm. like so um, yeah yeah, and it's really weird to think that way, too, That yeah. because, like, you know, they're vampires, so we always just kind of consider them, like, oh, they've been around forever, but there is, like, a time when they were not around. Yeah. yeah. Spike, in particular, is, like, is, uh, I mean, obviously, he's the youngest of the group. He was the last... The hurricane. Um, the whirlwind. The whirlwind. <laughs> the typhoon. <laughs> the weather. <laughs> the weather. <laughs> they're just the weather trio. From uh, Ruby and Sapphire, (laughs) except there's four of them. (laughs) Um, It's like I just uh, over the weekend I watched uh, I watched the movie Turning Red. Oh yeah, um, which is a delightful movie. Delightful. Um, uh, if you if you want to watch it, streaming on Disney Plus. Um, very 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 nice. And uh, the mom makes a lot of bad reasoning and bad points throughout the movie but when she when she watches the like a commercial for the boy band that uh, the main character is obsessed with uh, named Four Town she does bring (laughs) up a fairly decent question why is it called Four Town if there are five members (laughs) (laughs) it's like kind of the opposite of the girls five ever joke which is the show follows four characters uh, who are part of the group the the group Um, but they're band's name is girls five eva because there were originally five and during the, their hiatus uh ashley uh died in an, in an infinity pool accident <laughs> which in one episode uh renee Lees goldsberry uh cites as the like 2005's number one cause of hot person death <laughs> Uh, I really need to watch this show. Uh, Everything you've told me about it is it's it's hilarious. It's just so funny. And like, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Let's talk and, about this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Holtz uh, Holtz is like, uh, has worked with this uh, Monsignor to capture Angel. And he basically spends a lot of time torturing our dude. Uh, and it it doesn't look like there's any hope for him until... Here I come to save the day. Oh. It is Darla showing up with not just a crossbow, yeah. but a crossbow in which the bolts are on fire. So honestly, a, something you think would be super effective against vampires, but Darla's just going and using it against these uh, against these random ass monks. She is so hot, and not just because of the fire, but like her hair. It's perfect her dress is perfect her cleavage it's perfect um i said to jason during the episode i was like this is my new kink darla with the flaming crossbow and i mean uh, kink same yeah kink same kink brothers (laughs) um so can we just also talk just very briefly about her absolutely useless minions Whose jobs, I think, were literally to be distractions and get killed. They did get killed. <laughs> they, they got killed undead. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, Darla's able to uh, get Angel free. Um, they, uh, they then get into a cart and go to... Wherever, like, everybody went at the end of Lost. <laughs> just <laughs> this random white light, which I think is meant to be daylight, but it is just kind of, like, a room with yeah white. It's <laughs> aggressively, um... Uh, aggressively, like, bright. Um, I'm trying to find out if we... Do you remember what year it was? Ah, oh, here it is. Uh, the flashback in... Um. maybe this isn't it because I believe the last time that Angel and Darla would have seen each other would have been in the flashback where she leaves him in the barn where they're being attacked by holds and I was thinking that was the season 3 premiere but that's it's not it's sometime in season 2 um So I don't know. I don't know how long it's been since they've been together, but I would imagine probably a span of a couple of years, yeah, at least based on what Holt says about like tracking him down and stuff. But you know, enough of the past. Let's look towards the future. Yes, or the past. more recent past. <laughs> um, in present day LA, we have Darla coming in on uh, a bus, and. Uh, She looks at the bus driver And she says thanks Who says there's no public transportation in LA (laughs) And we get this really great shot Because at first you just see The the bus driver in his cab And then like A nice little pan to the back Mm -hmm. Where um, you have like Dead and or dying people uh, who have been drained by Dr- by also by Drizella by Darla yeah and uh he, the guy gets on his radio and he's like oh my god <laughs> code 12 <12." laughs> <laughs> yeah I do love that you've got like the two dead bodies in like the foreground and then you've got like a group of people like huddling and cowering in the back of the bus um who were yeah like you said presumably have at least been slightly feasted upon um even if she yeah, she got to her stop before she could uh, finish her meal. So uh, we, Angel, is in the basement and he's about to train Cordelia. However, he notices that Cordelia has decorated yeah. the sparring area with fake flowers uh, because anything live that she would put down there would die immediately. Mm-hmm. Which Angel takes a little bit of umbrage at. Well, get some windows, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, he'll die! Well. <laughs> but no, I mean, that is super sweet. Yeah. That, like, you know, she says, you know, you can't go outside and enjoy the fresh air, so bring some, bring some of that down to you. And we truly see uh, Angel, you know, saying stuff like, oh, I've never met anybody like you before. So this is, like, the point when Angel, after some... The moments from Fred uh, starts to realize, oh hey, I do have feelings for Cordelia. Cangel yes. is officially on the table now. Now we can talk about one of your hot takes, one of your hottest yeah. of takes. Yeah, so from, that we talked that we talked about way back when. Yeah, so if you listeners who've listened to our hot takes episode, um, will already know this, but I'm a Angel shipper. Um, which is not the most common, although <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are literally dozens of us. <laughs> um, but no, and I, and I will say, I, I, I want to state this, that I am a angel shipper on the basis of the uh, foundation of their relationship. Yes. This is not necessarily, um, my feelings on how the relationship, uh, is handled over the course of its time on the show. Um, I will have both positive and negative things to say about it. And I won't, I won't let you know where I'm going to end on it, but I do believe that um, Angel and Cordelia's relationship has a better foundation for long-term success than Buffy and Angel's does. Um, And, And that does kind of boil down to the fact that, you know, Buffy and Angel when they met immediately there's like romantic sparks between yeah. them and you know it is like this epic romance yes whereas you know Angel and Cordelia they um they went from almost not interacting at all yeah though uh I do believe um Cordelia did think that like Angel looked hot yeah but hello all- salty goodness <laughs> But, uh, you know, then kind of think kind of uh cool down on him after the whole like turning evil thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like but uh, but no, like, and they've been through so much, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it, it, it's a little bit like comparing um, you know, being in a relationship, like meeting somebody, and then being in a relationship with them immediately versus getting together with somebody that you've known for a while and uh like getting together with your friend and um it is it is pretty satisfying to see all the stuff that angel and cordelia have been and i feel that pretty much all of their interactions throughout the season so far have been indicative of an acknowledging that they have been through a lot and they're Bond is stronger, yeah. that it makes sense for at least Angel to feel like he is in this place. Yeah. I just, like Buffy and Angel, it's all passion. It's all, you know, it's all drama. And don't get me wrong. Surprise and the, innocence. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I fucking loved it. Like, and I do, and I'm not saying that they didn't love one another. Right. They absolutely did. And they're, you know, I'm not, I don't want to dismiss it, but their, their relationship was not sustainable in any way, we, which we talked about all throughout season three of Buffy. Um, and yeah, but... Cordy, I'm not gonna lie, part of me does want to see, like, a more mature Buffy and Angel give it a go. Oh, I would love that. Like, I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, Cordy and Angel's relationship is just fundamentally... Who knows, fundamentally... maybe that'll happen in the next, <laughs> in the next few seasons. Um, <laughs> their relationship is just fundamentally different. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I find... Uh, I'm gonna say more mature, but I, I I want to say that with a caveat that I'm not calling Buffy and Angel's relationship immature. Um, but they are just physically older now, like in different yeah. places of their lives. And um, well, I mean, Angel's not physically older. Well, but, <laughs> but he's certainly emotionally grown. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they are just. I feel like they have become really compatible with one another. And, I mean, I think you could make the argument that at this point, they are partners. Like, life partners, they just haven't introduced a romantic aspect to mm-hmm. it. I mean, I think if you told, if you asked Angel at this point, like, at the beginning of the season, who is the most important person in your life, he would have said Cordelia. I mean, fuck. Look what he did in that vision thing. Yep. Like, yeah, um, uh, Cordelia's working on a, uh, on her hand-to-hand combat, uh, she talks about uh, plans for Angel's birthday. Um, she uh, they talk about like oh, all the different prophecies that are that they've been coming into contact with as of late. Um, she lands a really good blow on Angel, and it's so great, because he, like, smiles, and he's like, it's okay, I'm a vampire, He can't hurt me. Turns around, and he's like, ow! (laughs) (laughs) Like, not audibly, but, like, he does the whole, like, hold his cheek and everything, which is really good. Oh my gosh, such good comedy. Like, uh, there's a lot lot going on in this episode, Um, and a lot of it's quite dramatic, but there's a lot of funny moments that really, really land. We want to talk... like, And, you know, this comedy just keeps going because... Uh, Angel does mention that Gunn and Wesley are um, trying to find a piece of another prophecy. The, the uh, Niazian Scroll. And uh, they know that it's in the house of this wealthy collector of weird shit. Yeah. And <laughs> this is... I love that like you know, we've obviously had flashes of like Dark Wesley throughout this season, but I love that we get back to classic Wes as he's like you know overprepared, going through all this stuff on how he's gonna like disarm disarm the security system and uh, break through the window and Gunn literally just opens up <laughs> the door and walks in and uh so good yeah they 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 see a head that has an eye that follows them while they go you found you you found that in particular very well, funny well no and the reason is the reason is is i feel that anytime i'm with somebody and it go and like they go into like we go into an art museum or something like that somebody always points out if like the person I'm with always points out like, Oh look, the eyes follow you uh, as you move around the room. And, um, it's just the, the fact to hear that in this particular context is hilarious. It very much is like, if you were doing like art museum bingo, (laughs) the (laughs) eyes are following you is definitely something that's gonna, gonna, gonna be on there. And, uh, and you know, um, Wes sees the scroll, but they're also, like, uh, held at gunpoint by this, um, by the collector. And he's, like, about to call the police. And then Wes shows why he's not, like, why being a nerd is awesome. And uh, a bottle that he had sniffed earlier is like, oh, it's essence of this, but it's, uh, under a microscope. It's indistinguishable from this illegal drug. So, if you Rohypnol, call the... Poli- specifically. Rohypnol, specifically. yeah. A.K.A. <laughs> roofies roofies, yeah Yeah. uh he's like so you have to explain why you have so much of that and uh and so like guys like not gonna call the police he's like oh i'll call the police after i kill you and then gun proceeds to pick up uh four yeah yeah four of these uh conjuring orbs he's like oh are these expensive they look expensive and then first of all Dude starts juggling with one hand. Four of them one handed. Yeah. Like, and then like and then he like just catches us like, Oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna like I'm getting tired and he starts and he starts juggling with both hands. That is like that is impressive as hell. Yeah. Like I, I I feel like if I spent a good afternoon um and just completely devoted like well, maybe longer than an afternoon, maybe a good whole day, I could probably be a mildly decent juggler once i learned the technique mm-hmm. and then just kind of hone it over time but uh yeah just j august richards man and you know it's him because like you yeah. can't like it, that's him doing it in the shot and it's it's him. cool it's and it's so funny that's how he got that that's how he got engaged he's like look at the i can juggle <laughs> i what else do you need in a man um i I just love this. I, it did make me think when the when you said the like the is it expensive thing, it made me think of in Jurassic Park where he's Tim's got the night vision things and Gennaro's like, are they expensive or are they heavy? And he's like, yeah, then they're expensive. Put it back. <laughs> the line always cracks me up. There's some makeup lines in Jurassic Park. Oh, so funny. Uh, also, like the greatest dad joke of all time when alan puts his hands on the electric fence and <laughs> pretends that it's electrocuting him <laughs> i love the reactions because lexi's like that's not funny and tim's like that was hilarious <laughs> but um uh, yeah back to the uh hyperion basement and fred is uh coming down the stairs and hearing um Angel telling Cordelia that she needs to bend a certain way, and Cordelia's like, "Oh, I don't normally bend that way." And I mean, they're off screen, uh, but you know, when they get down there, <laughs> when when um, they are in in the shot, uh, you see that Angel's trying to teach her how to do like kind of a kind of like a um, a windmill kick, uh-huh. and uh, but you know, she kind of like hurts her back a little bit. Um, not, maybe not really hurts her back, but definitely like kind of starts noticing like, oh hey, I'm sore. We're done. Girl, and so the way I fucking relate to to that. Yeah, except you couldn't pull off that kick. Uh, no, I listen. I could have in my early twenties. <laughs> um, I mostly meant like the sore back because of like two and a half weeks of moving. I'm like actually when we were moving some stuff over the weekend, at one point John had to be like you can't you're not carrying things anymore because i was like complaining about how badly my back was hurting and like i was having trouble moving and he was like put it down harrison like you carry light things now (laughs) um and which was it was right i was trying to push through it and he was right to make me stop because i could have actually seriously injured myself so that's your advice to all of our listeners uh listen to your body when it's when it's telling you to stop I was trying to find the uh the word that uh um, Kyrumption. Kyrumption. I will uh, I, say, I was about to say I know that word because it's just, <laughs> it's not that the word itself. It's just it's the fact of Amy Acker coming down there and just going, Kyruption with zero like <laughs> And um yeah, no, and so I was looking I was looking further down the Buffy Wiki and saw some notes and saw the whole like J. August Richards has a talent of juggling, just like Sarah Michelle Gellar did in Hell's Bells. Uh-huh. But then, like, after that is a, um, According to Annie Acker, in a scene where Alexis Denisov is sitting behind a desk, he is in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's just like, I wonder if I can get away with this. <laughs> I was about to be like... So there's a world where that's, like, a prank. There's also a world where the costume got damaged or something, <laughs> And it needed to be repaired, but they didn't want to lose like shooting hours, so they were they were like, "Well, he's behind the desk, so like, um, I want to I want to find out the the story there. <laughs> uh, just just ask Alison Hannigan, I'm yeah. sure." She can like get to Alexis and stuff for you. Hey, Allie. It's Harrison. <laughs> can you just uh-huh. imagine if like our listeners were like, you've known Allison Hannigan this whole time and didn't get her on for one episode of the podcast? Like, she, we were saving it for season six finale. She's got her family. She's yeah. got her life, my friend. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really hard to get a hold of her or Mr. Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, the, so Fred says, and And just like, the hell does that mean (laughs) and she explains that it's one of the uh one of the only nice words that she remembered from Pylea and uh meant kind of like how two warriors are drawn together in the field of battle Mm -hmm. which you know I can totally see where that comes from And you know Fred's basically just kind of like telling Angel like you clearly are all about Cordelia and He's was like, no, that's, that's ridiculous. And she's like, corruption. And he's like, stop saying yeah. that. Well, and it makes sense that of, of the, of the crew, Fred is the one who most can most clearly see this because really that's to everyone else's business as usual. Exactly. They're um, this, the this dynamic that they have between the two of them is the only dynamic she's ever known them to mm-hmm. have. So it's, it's easy for them to you know she doesn't have the history that wesley does um of knowing them back in sunnydale where yeah they didn't have a relationship at all and um and you know when he was just kind of opening up to cordelia when gun joined so fred's fred has the freshest eyes so she's the most easily the one who can be like oh interesting they want a bone Wes walks in as uh as Angel's getting a little frustrated with, uh, Fred's use of chirumption. And, uh, he says, I think the last thing that Fred needs is, uh, somebody yelling at her, which is like a look, and he gives her this look. So it's a little bit of a callback to Billy. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but that's kind of really the only awkwardness we get between the two. I think it's more just like, hey, let's acknowledge it, but we're also kind of moving forward with it. Yeah, which is all it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Fred made it very clear that, like, she doesn't hold it against him. And I'm sure it probably took a week or two, however long it's been since Billy, but he's probably on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, But yeah, so the... So um, Wes actually enlists Fred's help to do calculations, so that they can figure out like a time when uh prop when the prophecy from the Niazin scroll is going to come to pass, and there are lots of um words thrown around and um what what was the, like the main like T word the Toklon, Toklon or Toklar to- or something to-barrio. like that. <laughs> it just made me uh, think of that fucking um Doctor Who the um toclophane. Those little um, metal phantasm spiky balls. Oh the, yeah, I in, forgot about those. The, the only reason it's because that I, that even like it registered is because I don't particularly like. I really it's like from series. The of time, it's, isn't it? No, 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 it's, it's, no it's from uh, the last season the three finale. Wars, yeah. yeah, which I really like series three, but I actually really, really don't like that finale. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. There's parts of it I like, but yeah. But anyway, I just it's on my mind because I watched it recently. Yeah, um, when Fred, uh, so Fred does calculations and figures out the, like, oh, uh, looks like the prophecy's already begun, starting with some unspecified bad thing. She says it actually happened in March. Now, is that when, um, the episode where, uh, Ooh. where Angel had sex with, uh, Darla, is that when that aired? That was Epiphany, right? I believe so. Um... I oh, know it was pretty late in the season. I figured that that's what they were maybe possibly referencing. Uh, okay, so it was the episode before Epiphany. It was Reprise, which aired February twentieth. Okay, so yeah, I mean close. All right, and um, and yeah, and that was and like that ended with the uncomfortable sex between yeah. uh, Darla and Angel. Well, okay, so and you know it's interesting actually because Fred gives three calculations. Um, the other one is like, it's a year off, right? Or... Something like that. And I'm kind of thinking ahead to where we are yeah. a season from now. So I wonder if, obviously the one at the end also counts. So I'm wondering though if all three of our calculations uh-huh. were correct. Or I may, have, I may have to rewatch that scene. Yeah, uh, Just... Yeah, so even if they're not like correct within the story, yeah. they are thematically relevant. Mm-hmm. Kind of like all the different little um hints and restless uh-huh. uh huh mm-hmm. towards Buffy dying. Uh, wow. It seems so nice to be able to just be right. able to say that. <laughs> um, no, not like, oh yeah, Buffy died, but like, oh yeah, that's what they were referencing. That's why their driver's license was expiring. Um and uh but, yeah, so that like uh and anyway, while she's like talking through all this with Gun and uh, with Gun and Wes uh, Angel is kind of looking at Cordelia and Cordelia is looking, I mean, Charisma Carpenter always looks sweet when she's Cordelia, but the, she like, there's like an extra bit of like, oh yeah, I can totally see falling in love with that girl. Mm -hmm. Um, just her like working her desk. She's like, why are you looking at me? And he's like, oh, and then, uh, he is super tongue tied. angels, super tongue tied. It's so cute. Yeah, no. And it's, it's funny. It's cute. And like the fact that it's coming out of angel just adds to it. Um, because like, you know, we've never seen angel really like this around somebody. Um, even around Buffy, I mean he always kind of had the whole like Buffy you shouldn't be near me. Yeah. <laughs> his go-to move with Buffy was drama. Um and then he get and then he gave her his jacket. Yeah. He Hot. can't <laughs> it, it won't work on Cordy cuz Cordy'll just make fun of him yeah. If he tries to if he tries to pull that shit with her. And then um and then like Cordy says, "Are you saying that you love me?" And he's like, what? No, I'm not, so, it's okay, because I love you too. He's like, you do? He's like, hey guys, Angel loves me. And then everybody from the office yells, we love, love you, Angel. Angel. <laughs> it's hilarious. It is. But it's also like so sweet. Like, yeah. We really are seeing. Because, because Cordelia is basically kind of saying like, oh yeah, we know that apocalypses are coming. Um, in fact, like she even, uh uh, when Angels like, "Do you know how many apocalypses I've like prophetic apocalypses I've been through? she's like, four, three, <laughs> <laughs> which presumably are just referring to Buffy seasons one, two, and three. <laughs> the finale's just another another apocalypse. Um, what about the uh, what about the one from the zeppo? Oh uh, so I guess it'd be like um Akathala, the Zeppo, and uh, the mayor. But the master, would uh, was that? A, was that an apocalypse prophecy? I think. Uh, ooh, are we talking about prophecies or just apocalypse? I don't know, man. <laughs> they, they, they throw around the word apocalypse. <laughs> they really do. We're gonna get a joke about that in the next episode of Buffy too. So, uh, but yeah, uh, and and it really does look like they're like. Uh, I can't remember the line that Angel says, um, or that Cordelia says that is like the perfect intro for um, Darla to come in. Um, oh yeah, because Darla says like, uh, I th- I don't know. I think like maybe she's like, oh, I kn- I knew you're gonna like take care of me. I mean, what else would you do? And that's when she, she like, walks in and says, like, oh, um, like, sleep with you and run, get you pregnant and knock you up and run off. And, uh, so, yeah, so, Darla shows up and she's preggers. Yeah, and Cordy's mood sours. Yeah, um, I, I told this to Harrison during the, uh, while we were watching the episode because, you know, um, everybody's, like, just in total shock. That's pretty much the rest of the episode. Everybody's in total shock. Yeah. Um, and uh, Darla like just like plants a punch right on Angel's face, and um, and she's like, "Oh, are you okay?" And uh, and and Angel's like, "I'm okay." He's like, "No, you could hurt her, yeah. even though like she was the even though Darla was the one who threw the punch." So um, and you know. Cordelia does mention later on, like, oh, yeah, I've been pregnant before too. So I think there's like some kind of immediate, like, oh, sympathy for yeah. Darla. And also, I think that's also like something that women relate to just in general. Yeah. Um, I really, I mean, I hate expecting famously, but like, I do appreciate the callback to it because, yes, one, it makes sense that it would come up here. And yes, it does help inform. Uh, cordelia's um specific compassion for darla outside of just cordelia's general compassion that she has grown for people um i do think they lean just a tad too hard into her being nasty to angel see i appreciate when she comes back and she says like to Angel, like I forgot what she was. Yeah, I like that moment a yeah, lot. It is, um, but yeah, and the thing is, it really, it really doesn't make because Cordelia, and she does say this while she's angry at Angel for like that part of the episode, that um, oh yeah, like you you lied about having sex with with uh, with Darla, which um I, I don't I don't think he really like necessarily lied as more of a lie of omission, but mm-hmm. I mean that's still a lie uh and then um and yeah and like you know the fact that he did kind of use Darla for that i can understand Cordelia being angry about that yeah but she also seems to like lay like say like oh and you left her with this baby even though she was there when Angel found out that like in this episode She was standing right there when they both found out that Darla was pregnant. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, no, she seems to think that Angel knew that Darla was pregnant and then just, like, left, which is, I'm like, how did you get that out of this? Yeah. Um, Yeah, and so it's a little too much, and it kind of makes, and I think it's, like, that little, like, irrational anger makes, uh, Cordelia come off a little bad in this part. Like, I can totally get her wanting to be nice to a pregnant woman, even if it is Darla, and then having the turn and being like, oh, that's right, she's a vampire. But it it really doesn't look great that she has just this irrational hatred towards Angel. Yeah, and that's the problem, is it's, it's not that people don't have irrational reactions to things. It's not that you know and it's not that we need cordelia to look good i mean i think good three dimensional characters should have moments where we're like that's not great but but we already i don't know it just feels out of character for cordelia who is you know who like to get upset about that specific thing that isn't true it kind of makes you wonder if maybe when, you know when lauren does the read on her he says like oh she's feeling betrayed and pissed, and um, so maybe Cordelia was starting to reach the point that Angel's at, and finding out this just kind of like made her immediately flip. Yeah, maybe I could. That see this that. is all like just a theory. Yeah, at least I mean at least subconsciously, because because Lord knows I can relate to this. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure you can too. No, we've never you, been jealous when you, before. When you like really care about somebody, and then. You know they do something that might make you uh and this is like you care about somebody but you haven't like told them how much Mm -hmm. you care about them you haven't told them that you like them and then like you know they end up doing something that rubs you the wrong way if it were anybody else it would be like a fairly you know controlled rational bit of anger but Mm -hmm. because it's them you're like oh my god why would you do that yeah yeah, there's. It's so easy to have those feelings of betrayal, mm-hmm. even though it's not like mm-hmm. you know, someone you're not dating doesn't have any obligation to you on that front. But uh, but it's still totally normal to feel those things. It's just you know, it's how we what we do with those feelings that matter. Um, and Cordelia doesn't handle it great. No. Um, yeah. Fred. Uh, Fred is like, who's that? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's uh, angels all over. Like, the one who dies? Like, no, the other one. Well, th- this is the one who died, but she came back as a vampire. And she's like, do you guys have a chart? He's like, yeah, it's in our files. I'll get it to you. So, <laughs> first of all, that the do you have a chart joke? It's just funny. It is. the ca- How casual gun comes back with the, yes, we actually do. That is the chair. <laughs> like, that's a good joke. Like, that's funny, asking for the chart. Especially as someone who has... A massive Lebanese Catholic family um, who I John has on more than one occasion joked about needing a chart and on more than one occasion not joked about needing a chart. <laughs> um, like that's just that just is funny, but uh, compound it compound it with the fact that they've actually had the forethought to put together a chart. Yeah. But, you know, if you if you were if you needed a, a Buffy season 1 through 3 summary, we got yeah. you. He's like he's, he's like listen. I've got the box sets for <laughs> Buffy seasons 1 through 3 and Angel seasons 1 and 2. Just 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 skip Go Fish. Yeah. <laughs> and Bad eggs He's like once we go to Pylea, you can stop. You're caught up. <laughs> <laughs> if you start seeing you on the screen, we are good. <laughs> we are good. <laughs> Just so I recently watched um uh, I recently watched the uh the animated Aladdin uh-huh. um for the first time in a while. Uh I, I watched it because I got a 4K copy of it and I wanted to see how it looked. Fantastic. I'm sure. Um I I love watching these movies that I loved as a kid. I love watching them as an adult and noticing like some subtleties and stuff in there. And uh I don't know if you saw my Facebook post about it, but I don't think um, you did. Yeah. So Arguably, the first part of Aladdin, up to oh, the yeah, up too. to the Cave of Wonders, takes like it it takes place in a relatively realistic world. Yeah, you've got for f- its setting, for, yeah, for its pretty setting, yeah, and you've got like I mean, the, the most you stray from it is a little bit of magic from Jafar, yeah, um, which never seems to be that crazy. But then the minute that you introduce the genie with his fourth wall breaking um jinks! it completely throws the what? I'm sorry. i it was an intrusive thought. I'll finish your thing and then I'll tell oh, you. It, 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 like it completely just changes the tone of the movie and um and the fact that like it works yeah. is a credit to the animators, the writers, and obviously the late great Robin Williams. Yep. Um, but when you were talking about like them watching the DVDs of their own show, that made me think of uh, when you know that one part when the genie has the Aladdin script. Yeah, and he's like, "Your line is, I want to free the genie <laughs> anytime." Um, so that actually also ties into my intrusive thought, which was, "Huh, the genie really is the Disney canon's Deadpool." <laughs> yeah no i mean you're you're not wrong um and you know there i think there are multiple characters in uh in comic books that in those comic book like in the two big superhero universes that break the fourth wall Oh yeah deadpool's obviously just the the most popular at the moment it has been for a while because yeah. he has the movies and he was like they were like four different deadpool series at one point before the movies mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he is... Well, and his best appearance, of course. X-Men Origins. <laughs> I thought you were gonna, like... I thought you were, like, trying to be serious and talk about, um... Uh, the... The X-Men versus the... You know, Wolverine versus Hulk cartoon. Oh, I've not seen uh, that. It's it's really good, because... Oh. Yeah, weapon... <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Nolan North voices Deadpool... And he just nails it. And this is, like, pre-Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool movie. So it was, like, kind of the best depiction of Deadpool that we had at the time. Mm-hmm. So was it post-X-Men Origins, yes. but pre the the, yes. the proper Deadpool yeah. movies? Okay. It was just, like, this random, like, dual feature of um, the Hulk versus... I think it was actually meant to kind of, like, be a little bit of a tie-in release to the Incredible Hulk movie. Um, but, yeah, That's it was, nice. like, a Wolverine versus Hulk... And with like a lot of Weapon X involved in it, and mm. then Thor versus Hulk. Okay. Um but yeah, Wolverine versus Hulk, especially the Deadpool stuff is I great. I think I've seen that like on Disney Plus, or like, like I've seen the its existence. I've just never watched it. Um Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, Cordelia is uh and you know we basically say over and over again that um uh, you know, it's impossible, vampires can't get pregnant. Um, even if they have like a human partner, but especially like, you know, if you got a vampire vampire and vampire action. Uh and but you know, Cordelia's like pretty protective of Darla. Mm-hmm. Um and uh she later kind of like emphasizes that this is because, you know, she was pregnant at one time because of that mystical pregnancy for expecting. Bleh. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> talk about that as little as possible. Um Fred, uh, Fred's like, Oh, is this, is this really like, maybe this is the prophecy. Um, this is the thing that's coming. Uh, they decide to go to Keratos. Um, Lorne is busy, uh, reopening and getting the, uh, getting the club protected. Uh, so that means we get the uh, appearance of three of Harrison's favorite characters. Oh so... I actually think this is a better use of them than the last time, mostly because it's very limited and we don't... We and just... also like the last time it was just kind of out of nowhere Yeah, in, in the middle of like a really not good episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. The... I think though their appearance here really does point towards your reading of Cordelia's attitude towards Angel being reflective of her own developing feelings because she she gets pissy about them too. Yeah, like. it's like but no, I mean, you know, as soon as Angel like is bringing the whole gang through the through the entrance, you get Harrison's two favorite lines in the show. Mmm, Angel. Oh my gosh, I forgot to talk about my second kink that I discovered. I mean, we talked about it, but I didn't specify. Okay. It was gun juggling. That's right, like, yeah. I was like, we talked about it extensively, I just forgot to mention it. <laughs> it you know what isn't my kink? The random ass crack of this, like, contractor that we get. Why what well, yeah, I don't know, like, I get the reason that we had, like, the the fact that, like, oh, this, uh, this guy's a, a demon. Yeah. A demon who can actually, like, also, like, completely replicate tone of voice that's actually pretty cool i mean i know useful skill to have if you're a contractor when a client does exactly what lauren does and yeah. tries to complain you can just replay back yeah, to this is what you wanted um it's like that black mirror episode with jody whitaker <laughs> um it's a good episode oh it's a great episode um the scene where he calls her a bitch and she just the argument stops because she just replays that moment over and over and over I remember John and I watching that and being like, holy shit, this is, this technology is bad. Because <laughs> um, you can't have a healthy conversation if when you have the ability to just replay every shitty thing your partner's ever done or yeah. said. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's just so weird because like, I was expecting Lauren to make some sort of no pun intended, but now now it is intended crack. because I have yeah, <laughs> some sort of crack about it and he does it. We just It's just a, a random shot of this a, guy's butt crack. Yeah, it's just and like I get it. Like like that that is like the stereotype. It's like the plumber, the contractor, the whatever. They're bent over and you you, you see their butt crack, but it was just like it was just so strange. It was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe it was to prime us that he was human and then because it looked like a human butt crack and then Twist, he's not. Didn't like it, but yeah. Um, so Cordelia's already mad about um, like what's happened with Darla, and seeing the three sisters does not help because they're still like mangel. <laughs> and uh, when um, you know when they, when they're talking to uh, excuse me, the transuding furies. Oh, I love that. <laughs> a, that is that's good. <laughs> Um. So, uh... And so, like, at first, they think, like, uh... Sorry, I just... I just spotted this on the wiki. Cordelia acts very protective of Darla, as one does for a pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of editorializing on her oh sometimes. Oh, my gosh. I love um, it. Yeah, Fred at first is like, oh, do we is Angel going to sing? And then they're like, probably. Fred is excited about hearing Angel sing because she just probably assumes that Angel can do no wrong. It's like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a handsome hero. Clearly, he sings. Um, he clearly sings magically, but everybody's like, ugh. Oh, no. but, then, um, but then Cordelia says, she's the one with the baby inside of her. And <laughs> Darla gets up grabs Lauren by the lapel and just says, Oh, Danny boy! What the hell's inside of me? Which, they have the Buffy Wiki, I noticed this, convenient, like, has under music listed, Julie Benz, Danny boy. So that one line. <laughs> barely sang two words of the song. <laughs> uh, also, Danny boy, just a beautiful song. It is. Like, but yeah, um, uh, Lauren asks uh, Lauren asks Cordelia to take her in back, put her like put her down on, on his bed, and um and yeah, and so yeah, the host can't really clear up anything because he's also like, Yeah, this shit all all everybody's saying this episode is this shouldn't have happened. And like, oh, I wonder if this is like prophecy and like, you know, we've got this destiny that's gonna be bad, and then Fred has one of her iconic lines <sighs> screw destiny. I love it. You know who else clearly loves it? Uh a certain pair of best bros, uh Gun and Wesley. I mean, e- even Lauren says yeah. that after her, like, Ooh, I like her. I uh I love this line. Screw destiny. Well, let me see if like they've it's got not, the whole if they've got the whole thing on there. They don't. I already oh, looked. Okay. Be- which is bullshit because it's like the be- one of the best lines of the episode. But the the part of it is, you know, you know, she basically said she says screw destiny. Basically, like you know, destiny is just another word for inevitable. And fuck that, we're gonna fight whatever comes and we're gonna defeat it. And- it's so <laughs> funny because we've got a moment in the next episode of Buffy that has something very similar to this, and I wish I could talk about it. We'll talk. About it. We, will, we um, will. But yeah, she's like nothing's inevitable, or you know, nothing. You know, we. I can't remember exactly, but she's like, you know, until you stand up and say you're evitable. <laughs> And then she gets, like, self-conscious, because she's like, oh, I never but, speak this Yeah, word. but Lauren's like, ooh, I like her. And yeah. like, yeah, we all do, oh. Lauren. Um, Such a great addition. hmm And uh, so we see Cordelia, and she's, like, bonding with Darla. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what we have in common? Demonic pregnancies. <laughs> um, and Darla's like, oh, I keep trying to drink, but I ne- I'm never full. Same. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's when she... Does pretty much what it, all of us were expecting to happen. She uh, starts biting and draining Cordelia. Cordelia, like, starts having a vision. But, like, it's a little different than mm-hmm. that. Um, like, this, they all happen yeah, this season. Like, yeah. Th- this does, like, kind of cause Darla to reel back. Um, but then, like, you know, she's going back for more. And uh, Angel, Angel's there to save the day. And just, like throws her across the room and is like pregnant woman be damned yeah. get off of my Cordy um does does Cordy land a punch on Darla too or did am I having a Mandela effect moment right now I, I, I don't yes no because when, when she when they're at the door yeah when they're at the door okay. she like she punches her twice I yeah think. she gets, she clocks her and then pulls the uh, pulls her uh, her cross out that's yeah, yeah I was literally just like Happened, right, it did, it like, did. because listen, I, I was like, it happened, or I really wanted it to happen, and that I wanted it so bad, I just convinced myself it did, which I can do. But yeah, and uh, you know, Darla, and so um, that's when you know, Cordy sees that she's gone, and like she knows where she's, she knows where she's going. Um, so we see Darla go to this to this little like amusement park thing uh like chucky e. cheese-esque yeah sort of uh like arcade boardwalk thing and uh she sees like a kid that's looking for his um looking for his mom and uh, she goes up to him and is like oh hey let's go let's go find your mom and uh harrison got really pissed that um then another woman like pointed out like oh you've got one on the way you're, pre- you're really good at Really good at that, and I just think it's very rude to comment on on a, a stranger, especially, but anyone's pregnancy, unprovoked, even quote unquote positive comments, especially if you don't know them and don't know that they're pregnant. Like, yeah, we'll see. It's very strange because I've seen it go both ways. Like uh, that. Now, it's always women talking to women, in which it can go in the positive. Yeah. But like a man talking to a woman. That is pregnant and be like, oh, how far along are you? Whatever. I don't think I've ever seen that end end well. It's just like, ew. If people want to. Yeah. Just like. But I mean, hey, we've got like that little sisterhood that originally like kind of formed between Darla and Cordelia. So, I mean, I think it's like it's it's kind of like maybe a biologically built in empathy. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I don't know. We're we're clearly not the right people to comment on this. But I also you, just, like, also just outside of that, I was like, why is this here? Like, why <laughs> is this in the episode? It just it doesn't really... I think s- it, I think it's all meant to, like, kind of make it even more menacing, because we know that, like, Darla's just gonna, like, drink that kid's blood. Yeah. And, uh, so... It's like, oh, Darla's able to, like, pull off the whole, like, oh, I'm being sweet, and... That, it that is her go-to. Yeah. And, and which, fair. It's a good go-to. Um, but yeah, like, right as she's, like, about to drink this... Like kid's blood. Angel once again comes in to save the day. And uh it's this um it's this pretty it's it's not like an impressive fight. Um every like they both are vamped out and Mm -hmm. so um everybody sees that and they're like, Oh my god, run away. Kid does find his mom. Uh but she is not sorry, I'm just being really judgmental towards women, I guess, today. She does not react appropriately to having lost her child. She's like, Oh, There you are. I told you not to wander off. And I'm like, even pre, like, pre, uh, everything. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just very strange to see. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me looking for what I expect. But, like, you, you would think, like, a parent lost their child. They're, like, frantic. Like, oh, my God, where are they? And she's, she's very much, she's just like, "You, you wandered off again, buddy. Um but yeah this um This fight gave me uh faith in Angel in the Alley. Yeah. I can especially see especially when she's like, kill me. Yeah, the, oh. yeah. this no no this this fight is a punch in the gut though. Yeah. Um because like it's just such a great scene. We haven't mentioned it yet this episode, but Julie Benz, as always, fantastic, so especially this scene. Because at the you know, she's like she yells like, I hate you at Angel. Um, Fair And uh, And you know He's about to Like And you know At first it looks like He's trying to Strangle her She's like I don't breathe You idiot You can't strangle me He's like No but I can't do this And uh, like Holds up a stake And she's like Go ahead Do it End this for me And then They both Hear Heartbeat And They both Realize that The baby Is a human Yeah And 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 immediately assume that it has a soul, mm-hmm. and damn, like that was, and just the way that Darla collapses into Angel is, it's it's great, like it's, just, it's it's something that you just didn't see coming because this whole episode, well, we've known that Darla's been pregnant since the beginning of the season, yeah, and this whole episode, everybody's been like, oh, we don't know what it is, we don't know what what this is supposed to happen, uh, like what this is supposed to be. And I don't think anybody was expecting like, oh yeah, two vampires get together. Clearly, it's a human child. Yeah, um, it's just so wild. I like I think back to literally the first episode you ever did on the show, Angel. Yeah. Um, and I, I think back to that where we talked about how like Darla's not much of a character in in her early Buffy appearances. She's literally in her first appearance. She's just one of or one of the master's lackeys and she only gets a little bit more significance in because in, she's in the Jill. girl she's the girl lackey yeah and like we don't it, she she really functions more or less as a plot device when she's on in her early days on Buffy and it's just like looking back it's just like oh my gosh she's like such a fully formed rounded character and I'm gonna give a lot of that credence, cred, credit credit uh, to Julie Benz. Yeah. Um, obviously the writing, but like Julie Benz really, uh, and the show, both shows have done a great job of casting actors in tertiary and supporting roles who can make these characters feel, you know, far, far larger. Like I feel, I, like I think Darla appears in fewer than 20 episodes across both shows, but she she just feels so important and so like ingrained in the DNA of the show. Yeah, think about uh think about like Emma Caulfield as Anya. Yeah. Like um you wouldn't think from her few appearances in season 3 that they're like oh, this is going to be a main character for the rest of the series, but I mean, now we we can't shut up about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's really kind of annoying. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen the comments. It's like, shut up about Anya already. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, And we won't. We won't. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and so... Yeah, so they... uh, So uh, Angel, like, takes her back to the hotel. He's going to take care of her. But he also, like, says... um, yeah, don't ever ever try to hurt Cordy mm-hmm. doesn't mention anybody else, but he but we know what he means, yeah, and uh gun is there, and he's just like, oh uh like um if she if she tries to get near anybody, and he's like, oh yeah, I know, and he pulls up his hand crossbow, yeah, love that weapon um and uh Fred is um Fred once again. Does a recalculation of the... Uh, oh, and also, like, you know... We, we kind of hit uh, hit on it before, but... Um, Cordelia's feeling... Cordelia and Angel are kind of, like, back to where they were at the beginning yeah. of the episode. Um, Angel still, like, feels bad about what he did. But, you know, Cordelia's also like, I forgot who... I forgot what she was. Yeah. Um, and um, she does, like... Uh, she, she, like... That vision that she had is kind of tied in with the, uh, with her experience with Darla now. So yeah. there is a moment that like bugged me, but didn't, um, cause Angel has a bit where he, he tells Gunn, like if she comes near Cordy or Fred, you know what to do. And then later he goes down and like tells Cordy, like under no circumstances do you go near her. Uh, and and then he's like, Fred, that goes for you, too. And, of course, they're both just like, yeah, we didn't really intend to. And it there is a bit of a, like, a uh, chauvinistic sort of thing that I didn't like that, where he's like, you know, we protect the women folk. Um, but what did help me oh, feel he did- better about it is that he excludes Wesley off the list of people who are guarding it's him and Gunn I, I who will deal with it. Yeah, I, I think um, this is in no way relating to uh, their gender at all, but, like, obviously he says to Cordelia after this whole experience, I think he says it to Fred because Fred is, like, is the least... Like, she's the least up-to-date on all this info. Oh, and yeah. She does have, like, a penchant for wandering into wow. certain situations out of curiosity. Yes. So, um yeah i I can get how it seems like a little like protecting the women folk but i think that there's like i wish that he just included wesley and like the these are the people who interact with darla it's me and gun because we are the ones most capable if she gets violent yeah and it's not you three um because you are the least capable um, and yeah and and yeah we haven't mentioned it but uh darla is even stronger than before now um as when, when she escaped Karatos Gunn <laughs> states that We tried to stop Her hands and feet With our faces Hilarious <laughs> So uh... <laughs> I like I actually kind of did like I, I kind of stopped Because I was like Did I hear that correctly? Like, in a very serious moment Did Gunn say quite possibly One of the funniest things In the entire series? Yes <laughs> Uh, And the ease at which he delivered that line. Beautiful. Um, Fred does some recalculations and uh, says that, so um, this thing that's supposed to arise from the prophecy, it's happening in three, two, one, transition to this underground chamber, and we see a smoking demon. I don't mean smoke is coming off of him. I mean, dude is literally like performing a ritual around this sarcophagus. And uh, then just decides to light up a cigarette. Yep. His name is Sajan. Um, I did not realize that that was the first time we got... I always forget, like, because I know that Sajan shows up every now and again. I always forget that, like, that's him, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so he uh, he's basically, like, throwing powder, reciting incantations around this. And uh, then the statue crumbles, um, which is, I'm assuming, meant to be, like, timed with, cor- with, uh, with Fred's calculations. Mm-hmm. And the form is, in fact, Holtz. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yes. And um, Holtz is now in the 21st century. Um, Sajan says, hey, um, look, you're in the 21st century. You haven't used your muscles for a while. You, like, Angelus is here. You'll see him soon. And, uh, you know, he, like, Holtz immediately just stands up and is like, just point me to him. So episodes. that's good. That's a positive. <laughs> yeah, you know, because that's when we need another complication. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll have some feelings about Holtz, but we'll save them for episodes where they'll be more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is I, this is a good episode. It okay. is like, um, and I'm like, I think we mentioned this in our all the way episode. We're in just like a string of good episodes for both shows for the next few weeks. Um, obviously, uh, listeners who know what the next Buffy episode is, like, know that it's like it's a major it's one, it's a big one. Um, uh, but we're also in, uh, right now on Angel, we're in a bit of a trilogy of, of episodes that, uh, are, are just, I think, the, 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 I don't, I don't. remember as much about the next episode, um, but the but episode Lulabye after Lullaby is, is an all timer. Um, yeah, that is. That's probably the standout of this season. I think so. It's yeah. It's I. I, I mean that, I, I mean I do remember like waiting in the wings being really good. Yeah, we. I mean in that sense. Yeah, we've got lots of good episodes coming this season, mm-hmm. but I. Yeah, Lullaby is like. I mean, I think Lullaby would crack my top ten of yeah. Angel um so but the, but this was a good episode and it is a good um it's not the I w- start of this arc but it is this this arc the arc being dourless pregnancy beginning of the end yeah <laughs> uh it's the arc uh, like kind of coming to the foreground finally yeah the, the what actually surprised me is how much humor was in this episode yeah um because you know i remember I, I seem to only remember fairly darker stories involving uh like the pregnancy storyline and uh so the fact that this one just honestly had me rolling at times uh was a nice surprise and a welcome surprise but you know we still had the gut punch of the the realization that angel and darla have at the same time that they have a human child and that is insane in the membrane yeah um i think this one's a four for me i i don't my my quibbles about it were all pretty minor. Um, I think it's just generally really strong. I'm gonna give it four Gaddy lands out of five. You know what? I'm gonna give it four and a half. Nice. Like it. I, I'm I'm trying to think about. I mean, I think the only quibble that I really have about it is Cordelia's kind of like overreaction, like overcompensation of anger towards mm-hmm. Angel. But even then, like you obviously have like the like you said you have the turn that Cordelia makes after after Darla goes after her yeah. and yeah it's great like you you get the you get you have the angel Cordelia stuff you have all of the humor you have like the Shanshu prophecy we didn't even talk about that oh, like yeah coming back up again um and they explain it to Fred and uh you know we've, we've got Lauren and we've got the three we got the the furies um and uh yeah it's it's great Uh, four and a half fuck yeah man um four and a half uh, oh god man four and a half butt cracks (laughs) (laughs) which makes it sound like i'm i'm giving it a bad score but i'm not all right uh, anything else before we get out of here? Nah, man, we, we we've kind of made this one go on for a while with our All stories, right. so let's let's get out of here. All we've right. got a big week next week. Yeah, thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Buffy season six episode seven. Once more with feeling. Oh my gosh, guys, get hyped! I feel like even if you've even if this is your first time watching Buffy, you've probably heard about this episode. Yeah. But get hyped. It's a it's like, again, like you said, this is an all-timer. Yeah. Um, I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamaj 357 And I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman or on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And if you don't know how to spell Harrison or Alexander, I can't help you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booz and Buffy. Or you can email us at boozenbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out in all of those cases. Yes. And don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And each week, we'd like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we're highlighting Mother Health International. Nice. Mother Health International is committed to improving birth outcomes in areas where the burden of mortality is highest. MHI uses the midwifery model of care to reduce barriers and build collaborative, community-focused maternal health care solutions. Reproductive health care is a human right. Mothers have the right to not only survive childbirth, but thrive. Visit www.motherhealth.org for more information. Yes, You'd not believe how difficult it was to track down like maternity and pregnancy-based... I mean, actually, I'm sure you will find it easy to believe um, uh, maternity and pregnancy-based uh, charities that were not like anti-abortion as well Uh, um and i sifted through a few and i was like and listen i this one if this one is they did a good job of hiding it on their website um so anyway as always go slay and be gay toodaloo bye-bye